non-rock a boatus must stop. I don't want to rock the boat. I want to sink it. Are you gonna bark all day, little doggy, or are you gonna bite? Brett, delusional. Delusional is okay in your worldview. I'm an animal. You don't chastise chickens for being delusional. You don't chastise pigs for being delusional. So you calling me delusional using your worldview is perfectly okay. It doesn't really hurt. <laughs> she hung up on me. Yeah! Oh! <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Desperate times call for faithful men and not for careful men. The careful men come later and write the biographies of the faithful men, lauding them for their courage. Go into all the world and make disciples. Not go into the world and make buddies. Not to make brosives. Right. Don't go into the world and make homies. Right. Disciples. I got, I got a bit of a jiggle neck. <laughs> That's a joke, Pastor. When we have the real message of truth, we cannot let somebody say they're speaking truth when yeah. they're not. Take an amazing journey to a place that will blow your mind and move your heart so you will never be the same again. For we hold that one is justified by faith apart from works of the law. Or is God the God of Jews only? Is he not the God of Gentiles also? Yes, of Gentiles also. Since God is one who will justify the uncircumcised by faith and, sorry, the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith, do we then overthrow the law by this faith? By no means. On the contrary, we uphold the law. What's up, y'all? Welcome back. Another episode of Apologia Radio. We're back in the studio. I, with... We should say welcome back to you. Yeah, yeah, I'm back. I'm back <laughs> after uh, my dad's hospital situation and being super sick over the last week. Um, Isn't Obamacare awesome? Oh, my Obamacare goodness. Is I, awesome. got, I got stories, y'all. It's the bomb. <laughs> if we could sit down around a table together, I'd tell you some stories. Yeah. Um, well, why do they really have to care about the life and well-being of your father? Of, They're going to get paid no matter what. Of hospitals today. It's a whole different story. It's a different story altogether, let me tell you. Well, we're back, and uh, we got the bear to my right. We should probably explain the weird moment we had a second ago. What? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so Max McLean has, like, the most amazing voice for uh, reading the Bible. So yeah. you can get Max McLean's um, audio reading uh, thing of the whole Bible. In the beginning, yes. God created the heavens yes. and the earth. And, yes. So he has this part. If you guys have it, you guys can hear it. Um, it, It's in Romans chapter three. When he reads Romans chapter three, the Max McLean audio Bible, uh, he gets to the part where he says, is God the God of the Jews only or of Gentiles also? Yes, of Gentiles also. And just something about it, like many, many years ago when Luke and I were listening to it, we're just dying because how he says it is, is God the God of the Jews only or the God of Gentiles? Also, yeah, also. It's just <laughs> so Luke and I, Luke and I first heard that we were like dying, so we would come up behind Sounds each like other. He was finishing up a long day. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 <laughs> we would give up behind each other and just whisper in each other's ears at random times. Yeah, and also. <laughs> I'll have to find it now. It's yeah. hilarious. Yes, and here I'll put it in right here. Is he not the God of Gentiles also? Yes. Of Gentiles also, 
Okay. There it is. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's uh, King Ginger to my left. Hey, what's up? <laughs> what's up? <laughs> I couldn't see the head nod. Oh man, it's been a our long day. There. We got we got one of our um, faithful and uh, amazing uh, woodpeckers on the ones and twos in the control room in the back. He's not even giving me any eyeballs right now, so I think he still exists in there. Hey, 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 hey. What's up, dude? He's sleeping. <laughs> All right, so hey, we're back. Another week, another episode. We've got a lot of stuff to do today. Uh, very excited to talk to you guys and hopefully give you guys some good content that will equip you and encourage you regarding atheism. We'll talk a lot about that. But before we do, um, we want to give a shout out to everybody who is a partner with us in this ministry. Uh, you give toward the work of Apologia Church. Thank you. Uh, if you're part of our All Access, uh, you give and you participate with us in this ministry. You help us to produce all of this content, everything that we are doing and will do. And we are so excited, guys, about what is coming up. Well, we, we just had a celebration dinner this week. Yes. We did. Because we met our year-end goal two or three months beforehand. That's right. And so, you know, all the studio costs are covered now and and sponsors and everything, and yeah. it's nice. Yeah, and so that means that we are going to be able to do um, more, more by way of content, training, equipping. Uh, the Red Door Ministry site should be up really, really soon. So for those of you guys that have wanted to get involved in, in the, the area of abortion ministry, ministry at abortion mills, we're going to have a website that's going to have training there for you guys. Stuff you can share with your pastors, testimonials, stories, uh, babies saved. You're going to get to see those. So, th- so those of you, I, I, we had some people, Luke, uh, come to church uh, that are from Las Vegas. They came to visit us, and uh, they're listeners to the show, love the show. Um, they want to get involved in the area of abortion uh, ministry, but they are having a difficult time convincing their pastor. And so I try to encourage mm. them, don't jump ship. Yeah. Don't separate from the church. Yeah. We need to reform the church from the inside. So what you need to do is convince your pastor over time faithfully. And so when we get the Red Door Ministry site up, it's one of the things that that site is for, is to be able to show your pastors and your leadership and your churches uh, that this ministry is actually possible. Here's what it looks like, and here's some stories of babies saved, people coming to Christ, and all that. So the Red Door Ministry site should be up soon. Um, that. I'm excited about that. Yeah. It's going to be church-centered. So that, by, by the way, for those of you guys that are part of this ministry with us, that is as a result of all that you're doing. So yeah. look, everything like that is is that that's happening because of of you guys participating, your prayers, your love, your support. So thank you. Um, I got to give a shout out to my boys Nate and Josh back in the two one nine. What fall? Because uh, they started their own abortion ministry. You saw that. Oh and yeah. They had their first save two two weekends ago, I think. Yes. Josh actually he hit me up and he told me that he dropped his his Marvel subscription to join all access oh wow praise god that's kind of crazy yeah. <laughs> yeah you know that's a little much <laughs> <laughs> oh that's what's happening out there yeah. a, there is a marvel subscription yeah is it a comic book yeah oh nice yeah. okay uh, cool. b- by the way just want to mention this as we're talking about I'm abortion drop my apology all access the subscription <laughs> now and get marvel <laughs> Since we're talking about abortion, um, somebody who's a faithful listener to the show, a fan of the show, and I believe, if I'm, I think I'm correct here, he actually began uh, ministry to an abortion mill in Maine 
uh, as a result of being encouraged mm-hmm. through what is God do, what God is doing through our church in this show. Um, he is being sued right now in Maine for uh, by Planned Parenthood for. Uh, yelling, quote, too loudly mm. and uh, disrupting the process of, quote, unquote, health care mm. outside of Planned Parenthood. So Brian Ingalls, guys, pray for him. Uh, pray for Brian. Pray that, uh, that he's able to shut this down quickly. And I want to say to you, Brian, uh, on this show, blessed are you, brother. Blessed are you. Can we talk about the second most disliked YouTube video in all of history? Do it. Do it, Ginger. <laughs> it just came out, so I just got the news update, but apparently like about like 10 days ago, yeah. there was a, a pro-abortion ad that featured all the actors from like the top network in Brazil. Okay. And it's not even in English, so I don't even know what the ad says or anything, but it was pro-abortion in Brazil. Probably something about women's health. Yeah, probably something about women's health. But Brazil is like completely anti-abortion like they only allow abortion in cases of rape which is still bad but that's that's it like that's all you can do and so uh they released this video and within 10 days it has over 113,000 dislikes it's the second most disliked video in the history of youtube so all right way to go brazil how many, likes, brazil. How many likes did it have <laughs> like only like 17,000 dang versus, what's, the, what's the most disliked video i don't know it's probably uh what's the I'm never gonna give you up. Never gonna give you. Up. I don't know. That's probably gonna, not it. Yeah. I don't know. No, what people it is. love Rick, Rick Roll, dude. <laughs> Rick Roll. Hey, I just noticed something on my Facebook. Can you guys? Anybody know what this is about? I just noticed it on my Facebook page. It says that I, I like 200 and it says I like 250 pages, 232 pages. I have no idea what these things are, who they are, with this. How how do people do this? How do people get me to like pages that I haven't actually liked? I don't know these people. Mm. I don't know. This is interesting. Facebook be creeping. What is that? Anyway. Like, you like Miranda Sings? I don't. <laughs> and uh, my daughter does. Um, Maybe that's, that's what, what it is. is. No, no, no. But, but uh, see, I can I can understand that. But there's there's about 200 Miranda. here. There's about 200 here that I have no idea who these people are or what this is. What's well, weird? That's kind of creepy. I think I know. Dude, that's oh, strange. Who said that? That's strange. What? what? How's Explain. that happen? How's Explain. that happen? So like when someone shares a post, there's a like button to share the post, but there's also like a like button on the actual post. And if you hit the like button that's on the post, it likes the page. No, you've I don't, been hitting I, the wrong like. I don't usually do that. I don't really I've do that. done that a few times. And I'm alright. So like Jeff last week. Ooh, Ooh, I'm okay. I'm better. Strange. Right, so, okay, so we're back. We're back. Let's let's talk. Um, can we share this with? You? Let's do this. Let's share yes. this with you guys. Um. Why is Marcus so tired right now? Because he was up all night long. All night long. <laughs> all night. Okay, t- all tell us why. I was night. watching training videos. For? Very expensive Sony cinema cameras. And cinema cameras do what, Marcus? Well, they make movies. They make cinema. They make movies. Cinema and, buns. And we're getting... We're getting a lot of nice video gear. Let's just, can we say that? We can, we can say, say that. that. Yeah. So we're getting a like really nice thanks to someone who is very generous to us. We're getting some very high end cinema gear. Uh, probably more money on camera gear than I've ever seen in my life. It's it's unbelievable. So uh, we're gonna start doing documentaries and films at Apologia. <laughs> so what was that laughter? Oh yeah, nice, nicely done. That's usually my role. Everybody sing, everybody dance. Lose yourself in wild romance. We're going to party. 
stuff okay so some somebody uh god sent somebody who is faithful and just gracious and basically brothers and sisters listen um (laughs) what you've seen so far is nothing compared to what god is gonna do in the next couple of months through this ministry you thought our beards look good now (laughs) yeah so i I just think just to the end of the year the stuff that we're working on now and we'll be working on in you know after Thanksgiving, in comparison to everything else is going. to... I mean, like I don't even know. We we are going to be able to communicate the gospel and the biblical worldview through media, um, documentaries, film. I'm talking about the level and quality of like theater stuff. That that's that's what we're going to have, all because God's grace in our lives. And what he's doing, he sent somebody who is gracious and faithful, and they are giving, and that's going to change everything. Basically, listen, in less than a year, what God has done through this ministry, through your prayers, your love, your support, and just his goodness towards us, this is going from a radio program to a television studio to now a movie studio, essentially. And and let's just be very clear, like the equipment we're getting is the same equipment they use on top Hollywood films. It's like we're not getting anything less than what Hollywood uses for our gear. So and, and so what does that mean? It, it means, means that if, if the films stink, it's all our fault. Yes. <laughs> so we're, it's we're all go- our fault. We're going to be able to compete in a meaningful way with the biblical worldview, the message of the gospel through media. We're going to be able to compete with the world and all they're putting out. And yeah. we're going to be able to do it in a way that's, I think, effective by the grace of God. And through his power, and I, I'm blown away. Yeah. I really am. It, I, I, it's great. In less than one year, guys. I watched a video that was like two and a half hours long of a guy just talking about the math of how the cameras capture light, and I my mind went numb. You watched a, a video, and it was... It was um, two and a half hours long. It was a guy just giving a presentation. Oh Yeah. Okay. All right. So, guys, uh, would you guys give a prayer of thanks and praise to God, please, (laughs) and for me, Uh, and to me, and uh, and prayer uh, to you? Is that what you said? Yeah. Pray. uh, No. Prayer for me. Pray pray for Marcus. Not to me. Don't give a prayer to me. Pray for Marcus. (laughs) Pray for Marcus. Okay. So, listen. We we see your participation with us in this ministry. Um, as vitally important to this ministry. You're part of it with us. It's about the gospel. It's about Christ's authority. It's about doing everything to the glory of God. All of life to the glory of God. And that's what is is happening here. And I just have to say that I am humbled and surprised because we know that God can do big things, but we're humbled that he chose to do it with us. And we're grateful. And we do see what a great responsibility that is and so we do need your prayers and support and so i don't know what to say just thank you thank you to god thank you to you guys it, it really is absolutely incredible so luke you got something you want to say i was just gonna say that despite 
uh, what people think. God does use gingers. <laughs> uh, it, believe it or not. Wow. That's awesome. I, I didn't say that. I, I, didn't, I never said that. Yeah. That's just what I've heard. Yeah. I mean, well, okay. So, listen. <laughs> <laughs> It likes these. And it really hurts my feelings. I don't like it dying, but it dies for the bad. I love Shmoyo, yo. They're the best. Gingers do have souls. I just want to say that we've really been given an opportunity. We've picked up the sling, and God's really directing that stone at mm. Secular Media's head. And so you like just, that analogy, just, don't I you? I do, man. You can just I? need somebody that's confident enough to pick up the sling and let God do the rest. Can I give a little teaser? Everybody's standing around and saying Secular Media. Secular Media is like they're they're terrorizing us. They're terrorizing us. And we're just like at Apologia Studios. We're just like this little tiny church, and yeah. Here, here <laughs> we're like, we'll pick up that sling and Marcus swing it. with <laughs> potatoes and loaves for the soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah, hey, just trying to give y'all something to eat. So y'all whine and complain. Oh, whoa, 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 what's that? Because there's no bacon. Let me give yeah. you a teaser real fast. <laughs> then we'll go to break. Come right back. We have lots of content for you guys today. So Luke and I had so many things we wanted to do as a church to communicate to the world the biblical gospel and the biblical worldview. So for example, Luke, years ago, you and I went to the Reason Rally. It was, uh, according to them, the largest gathering of secularists yeah, and atheists in U.S. history. About 30,000 people. They were expecting way more than that, I suppose. But we were there and we wanted to film something called Suppression, a mm. documentary on atheism. And we started getting content for that. We got ourselves a fancy camera. We rented it. <laughs> we rented a fancy camera. We rented a microphone pole and everything else. And so we, the footage we have on Apologia Studios where there's like the militant atheist and the, the vice president of the Atheist Society at Cornell. Those videos have like 100,000 views or something like that. Um, everyone asks us to this day. Has that documentary come out? Have you done it? Well, here's the truth. When we did that, that's what we wanted to do. It wasn't time yet because we didn't have the money, the resources, the gifting, the talents, those things to actually put it together. We were just doing it in hopes that we could do this one day. And that was our vision. We want to put out content like this to communicate the gospel. And everyone loved that content. It really blessed a lot of people. Uh, people have come to Christ through those videos. I've, I've, I've received emails, but we couldn't actually do it. Well, guess what? Now we can do stuff like that. And another thing is we've wanted for years because we've had communication with Christians around the world to put together a uh, documentary um, Bible study kind of film to communicate how to minister in the area of addiction to drugs and alcohol. Um, and guess what? We're, we're going to be able to do that now. That's, project number one. That's project number one. In front of the green screen? <laughs> yeah, we're no. just going to green screen. Yeah. Project number yeah. one is going to be a documentary <laughs> Bible study film that you can do in your small groups at your churches that's a biblically-based approach to drug and alcohol addiction. I'm going to basically take you through what I took people through every 30 days at the addiction hospital that I was at, um, and we're going to do it in a way that is beautiful and that is uh, full and that um, is helpful, and you're going to be able to take this and be able to go through it in studies, Bible study groups at your church, and that's our first project. That's what we're going to work on, and 
we believe that that project itself will do damage to the kingdom of darkness in a big, big way. And uh, we're so excited. We're swinging it. We're swinging the sling. Here it comes. <laughs> praise praise God. Here it comes. All right, guys, quick break. All we're right. going to come back. We're going to talk about atheism. I got some stuff from Bonson debating one of the most well-known atheists from the last century, George Smith, who wrote the book, Atheism, A Case Against God. We're going to play some clips from the debate from the Cross X section so you guys can be prepared to communicate the gospel to your atheist friends, family, and all the rest. Excited about this show. Excited about all that God is doing. We're blessed by you guys. We'll be right back. Apologies. Radio.com. Ladies and gentlemen, beauties and beasts, I have some good news for you. But in order for me to tell you the good news, I must share with you the bad. A beard can be a most magnificent thing, but it can also be the downfall of a man. An unmaintained beard prevents a face from shining. An unmaintained beard causes dry, itchy skin. An unmaintained beard is a source of beardruff. You know, like dandruff, but beardruff. An unmaintained beard is sharp and ruthless, like iron bristles, not good for the lady friend. An unmaintained beard forfeits future growth based on the lack of preparation today. And let's not forget that an unmaintained beard robs your face from smelling amazing. Let not thy beard be thy downfall protect your manlyhood an epic combination of manliness and manhood if you're hearing this today there is hope for your beard go to yukonsbeard.com and enter the code apologia and you can save some money while you save your face Exciting to tell you guys. How's how awesome is this? How awesome is this? We get to do something right now that we would have always loved to have done. We just didn't have the resources to do it. So seeing as God has chosen to bless us with the ability to do all of this gospel ministry. And he's done so through the faithful giving and support of our listeners, and in particular, one crew that um, is just blessing us with this huge gift. Um, we, here's what here's what's up. We before we're going to do what we did last year, and that's do sort of a, a funding uh, drive, and then we wanted to bless somebody in the funding drive with. You know, we did last year like shirts and books and everything else, but we also had one person that we flew out. They spent a time with us in the studio, and we took him out to Meat Fest 2014. Glory. And here's what's up. We're going to do it again, only this time it's a little different. We're not asking for you guys to do special funding, although we would be grateful for your giving, and we need it. We definitely need it. Um, but we're not going to ask you for any special funding for, for this, this right now. Is your phone really going off? Again. In in the middle of the show. Again. King Ginger, the producer of the show. My bad. Has his phone ringing in the middle of the show. Huh. Absolutely. Huh. Crazy. All right. Now, the movies are going to be awesome, though. Okay, here's the thing. <laughs> all of our All Access partners right now, for those of you guys that are All Access, we want to bless you. 
And so we're going to put you in something to give away a gift of a flight out to Arizona and time in the, the studio, Apologia Studios, and we're going to take you out to Meat Fest. Um, was it 2016? I mean, 2016. Meat Fest 2016. What, what if you're a vegetarian? They have the most amazing vegetarian table there. It's the most <laughs> they, amazing salad bar. They do have ridiculous. Okay. Salad it's bar. ridiculous. Great lettuce. It's insane. Uh, awesome. Yeah, it's insane. They literally have a chunk of cheese. You just like carve off chunks yeah. of it. And so, for okay. those of you guys that are not all access partners with us right now, we want to bless you as well. And so, here's how we're going to do it. Um, everybody from now until the end of the uh, end of the year, yeah, okay, yes. end of the year, it's only going to be one dollar to 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 of a donation of one dollar to start all access. One dollar to start all access. If the giving is like seven ninety five or whatever else you want to do per month. If you want to go above and beyond that, and we'd be grateful for that. Um, that's 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 your monthly support and donation towards Apologia Church. Um, but here's what ha- here's what's going to happen at the end of the year. Everybody who's all access, including those who have started for a dollar, are going to be put into a pot where we are going to give a gift um, to one of you. We're going to fly you out. We're going to bring you to the studio. You're going to be in the studio with us to actually you know do a do a show, and we're going to do Meat Fest 2016. And that is what's going to take place between now and the end of the year. It's only one dollar donation, and we'll be grateful for that. And uh, that's what we're going to do. So if you are already all access, you're automatically in this. And for everybody that starts all access between now and the end of the year, you're going to be put in that one dollar, one dollar, one dollar donation. That's it, guys. And there's going to be a special uh, link for that. Yep, it's already up now. All right, I've been listening to that's it. That's what I thought. I was making sure I hadn't seen it. All right. <laughs> So that's it. Is that, is that, I'm just so grateful that we get to do that with you guys and uh, um, that we get to, you know, bless our listeners in this way. We're just that's a lot of content on there for a dollar, though. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, awesome. It, it's, it's just that that's the way you partner with us. You donate towards the ministry. And here's the thing. Listen, because of because of all of this, and we're talking a lot about it because it means so much to us. Um, because of all this, we've been able to put out more content on YouTube and everything else than ever before. So we have stuff that goes up on NRB because of what you guys help us with. And that eventually will find its way onto YouTube as well and all the other social media platforms. And we have um, the content we do that's extra that we weren't able to do before that goes up onto YouTube. So guess what? Right now, if you, go, if you haven't seen it yet, go to Apologia Studios on YouTube. And we just did our new, our first uh, thing we thought up a while ago called The Plot. And our first character study in The Plot is Ivy Connerly. And some people are saying... That is the best work that Marcus Pittman has ever done. Um, and I think it's wonderful. So go to Apologia Studios. It's called The Plot. It's His a new web series. Count, it's about the gospel. <laughs> and it's Ivy Connolly's story about how he came to Christ. And he gives the gospel. The point of the plot is that we're going to have um, we're going to have a meaningful little spot where we give testimonies, but we want to clearly communicate the gospel. So there are web series out there. I think I Am Second is a good example. I Am Second is a web series. They just don't communicate. They don't communicate the gospel clearly. And I Am Second. I mean, they just they just don't. Not in a way that satisfies. I think my own mind, um, but we want to do sort of a series of testimonies about Jesus, about the gospel. I'm going to clearly communicate the gospel, the plot on Apologia Studios on YouTube. That's where you go to get it. It's so, a really cool slow motion B-roll and yeah. you get to hear, it's about IV and IV talks about, you know, selling cocaine and just how much of a thug he was before he was saved. And if you listen to that and you know IV at all, like it's really an amazing picture of like what redemption can do to someone speaking of thugs well before you i think we should put like a a thing at the end that says no one sinned in the making of this film 
<laughs> no one's sending the making of the film. All right, so we're going to have another one coming up real soon, too. But uh, checking out YouTube, uh, the plot is the series, and it's all stories about God as the author, as the weaver of the story, uh, the, 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 the person who brings it all together. And uh, it's about Jesus. It's about salvation, the plot. And go check it out. We're going to have more coming up very, very share soon. It. And yeah, share it. Hit the share button. It's um, not that hard. And speaking like of seconds. thugs, uh, Ted, Cruz, Ted Cruz uh, told a joke about the IRS um, <laughs> at, I guess, one of the recent debates. Uh, and by the way, we're about the kingdom of God here. We're about Christ. We're not any about, about uh, partisan stuff, any petty partisan stuff like, you know, hey, vote for Joe kind of stuff. But this is... This, uh, I am. This is a funny... This is a funny thing. <laughs> Um, <laughs> this is Ted Cruz telling a joke about the IRS. Well, sure, and you put your finger on what the problem is. The current system isn't fair. Washington is fundamentally corrupt. There are more words in the IRS code than there are in the Bible. And, and not a one of them is as good. <laughs> oh, wow. And he said something else that warmed my heart. Um, uh, Ted Cruz uh, at this uh, recent, uh, I guess it's CNN, uh, de- CNBC debate talked about his tax plan. And uh, it was encouraging because bib- this is biblical worldview stuff is, is what it is. No, 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 no. is exactly right. His plan is, is a good plan. And I will note that my 10 percent plan also eliminates the payroll tax, eliminates the death tax, okay. eliminates the business Board, income okay. tax. What are we doing? A 10 percent flat rate We're gonna is go to the Governor lowest Kasich personal now. rate any candidate up here has. And what it would also enable us to do is for every citizen to fill out their taxes on a postcard so we can eliminate the IRS. Okay. Thank you so wow. much. Wow. Amen. Wow. Wow. Well, I, Music I, to my ears. I, I, I would hope that the other candidates uh, from whichever side uh, would um, ultimately start to hold to God's standards regarding theft of property. And uh, it's really amazing because, you know, as Christians today, we sort of just accept the, the way that uh, the Republican Party does uh, their party lines and talks about things. And you might have people that are, quote unquote, Republicans that do not represent in any way the biblical worldview. Let's, let's just get that right. The Republican Party is not the Christian Party, okay? It doesn't, repre- it doesn't represent uh, necessarily the biblical worldview. There might be stances that the people take in the Republican Party that are in, in accordance with the biblical worldview, but it doesn't mean it's the Christian party. Um, so we need, to, we need to see through stuff, or see stuff, I think, through a biblical lens uh, as Christians. And in the next year, during the debates and during this whole election process, I think we need to pay close attention to what is biblical and what is not. And let me just say this. Over the last hundred years... How the IRS has formed and uh, handles things with with people. We need to talk about that from a Christian perspective. What is God? What are God's standards um, regarding uh, the IRS? And I think we should look at that. And we should preach those things into the culture. We should talk about it. We think we should. Sounds good. All right. So I'm glad you agree. Um, here we go. So let's let's do some stuff on atheism. What do you guys say? Yeah? All right. Yeah. All right. Okay. Let's talk about atheism. Um, okay. So let's talk about a little discussion. That Greg Bonson, Dr. Greg Bonson, had with a gentleman by the name of George Smith. George Smith is a well-known atheist. He wrote a classic atheist work. Classic atheism. <laughs> he yes. wrote a, a, a book on uh, atheism. It's called Atheism, the Case Against God. And uh, believe it or not, 
George Smith ran into Greg Bonson on a radio program. I do not think that he was ready. <laughs> I do not think that he knew what he was getting into. And uh, they ended up doing an hour-long uh, broadcast together. That is available at cmfnow.com. cmfnow.com. You get the debate between Greg Bonson and George Smith. There's a little section in here that I wanted to play. And speaking, it's, speaking of Greg Bonson, yeah. you're wearing a Greg Bonson shirt. Bring it yeah. down to Bonsonville. Which can be found. At missionaware.com. Yeah, I'm wearing my, I didn't even realize that. I like this. It's a V-neck this time. It's a V-neck Bonson shirt. Uh, Mission Aware sent it to me, and I'm wearing it right now. I love it. Um, and yeah, they have them up now, right? Please tell me they have them up now. Uh, yeah. The Bonson shirts? Yeah, the bon- I, don't, well, I don't know if they have the Bonson shirts, but I know they got the So What shirts up. Yeah, I got the So What shirt from the debates. Yeah. And you got, uh, they, I hope I hope they have the Bonson shirts because people said they wanted those and they didn't have them up. So, missionaware.com. Go look. See if they have it, guys. All right. So, anyway, this caller calls into the show with Greg Bonson and George Smith on the show together. He's an, he's an atheist. And he tries to go at Bonson regarding laws of logic. You guys ready for this? Yeah? Marcus, Ginger? I'm ready. Good. Okay, here we go. On the edge of my seat. Okay. (laughs) Right. So it is is the case, it's a philosophical case against God, obviously. Mm -hmm. And as to this uh, explaining thing, how does one explain existence? Uh, To me, that is totally absurd. I agree. Uh, Existence... It's simply the causal primary. In other words, if you ask for a causal explanation of something, that presupposes something that ex- exists and acts as a causal agent. Exactly. And yeah. all of the arguments for the existence of God presuppose the existence of God. It's question-begging. There's no problem from beginning that. to end. Hold on, Max. Let uh, Greg Bonson respond to that. Good Go point. Ahead. Yeah, I, I think that is one of the most common and silly arguments against the Christian apologetic imaginable. Of course arguments in favor of God presuppose the existence of God, just like arguments in favor of atheistic reason presuppose atheistic reason. Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute, sir. Wait a- okay, so you guys catch that. This guy's saying it's so silly, all the arguments for the existence of God presuppose God. He's like, it's question begging. Does everyone realize how absurd that challenge is? Because everybody who's arguing for atheism as an atheist is presupposing atheism. Mm -hmm. Here's the point. Nobody's neutral. Everybody's coming to the discussion with pre-commitments, with a way in which they see the world, a particular view of reality, a a metaphysic, if you will, a particular view of epistemology, that is a theory of knowledge. How can you know what you know and a view of ethics? And that view is either going to be um, for Christ or against Christ. And philosophically speaking, it's absurd. It's absurd to suggest that we can come to the world and explain a particular position without ultimately standing on some sort of ultimate in that position. So in other words, if you're arguing for atheism, you're going to be presupposing mm-hmm. atheism in an atheistic worldview and framework as you argue for atheism by necessity. And as a Christian, you're arguing for Christ and the biblical worldview while standing on Christ and the biblical worldview of necessity. It's a question of ultimates. Everybody has ultimate commitments that they stand on. It's absurd to suggest otherwise. Now, this is where it gets interesting. Just one minute. There is no reason to presuppose reason. Reason exists naturally. Oh, it does? reason we wouldn't be where did you now wait a minute where did you find reason growing naturally show me where that is someplace in the united states reason reason (laughs) is the human brain sir 
Oh, it is. Well, then what you're talking about is electrochemical processes in the brain. Is that not natural? Is that not natural? Well, that certainly is natural, but that's not at all what you mean by reason, I assure you, when you talk about the use of the laws of logic, because your brain cells are not being controlled by anything like the laws of logic. Well, what are my brain cells being controlled by? Well, I would argue they're being controlled by God, but that's not, the, that's not the answer you want. The question that I have for you is, if you assume the laws of physics and biology and so forth, I would, I would think that you believe your brain cells are being controlled by those laws, in which case you're not really thinking and making free decisions when you say the things you do, even arguing against God. You're simply the subject of biochemical responses. Sure, that is sure. not what we have meant historically by the use of reason. Sir, as to controlling things by natural laws, natural laws are nothing more than uniform uh, occurrences that, that do happen with unvarying uniformity. Natural and laws? Have, those things. have you, you ever seen a natural law? Pardon? Have, Max, have you ever seen a natural law? I beg your pardon? Max, have you ever seen a natural law? Have you ever tasted one, smelt one? Of course not. The entire oh. concept of a, of a law is totally abstract. Exactly. It's talking about direct experience. Now, can you explain to me how in an atheist universe there are such things as abstract entities? <laughs> Come on. Every idea, every thought is an abstraction. That's right. Every one of them is proof that uh, you're wrong as an atheist. But then. They, they how do you account for the existence of abstract ideas in an atheist universe? They don't grow on trees, Max. You've already granted that. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, now, look. <laughs> Live by your own oh boy. That's all I'm calling you to do. Is God an abstraction, Greg? Uh, no. God is a personal, non-physical There you go. Upside, what do we call that? We call that being bonson and busted. Yeah. And that was an important. That was an important. That was an important section of that discussion because I think it really begins to reveal the inconsistency and ultimately absurdity of the atheistic position because it cannot account for immaterial, unchanging, necessary, abstract laws of thought. And you might think, well, maybe that was just the atheist there that couldn't do it. No, atheism in general cannot right. account for it because of its basic presuppositions about the world. Um, they just don't work. It does not work. There are certain things that have to be true about the world, about reason, about nature, about us, in order for laws of logic to have any meaning at all. There are certain things that must be true. Now, those things given to us by the atheistic framework or belief about the world cannot provide the necessary preconditions to actually make laws of logic intelligible. In other words, you undermine human experience when you hold to atheistic principles about the world. That's the point. And so I thought that was an excellent display of what's really wrong with atheism in terms of um, being able to account for the laws of logic. Yeah. Your response is, oh boy, Oh, You're boy. in trouble. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. 
Um, okay, so let's uh, let's do so. Actually, no, we're up, we're up for a break right now. We're up for a break, so let's uh, uh, let's go to break and let everyone digest that. I think it'd be good to review what you just heard. Rewind it or scrub it. Sorry, scrub it. Go back and uh, listen to that section again and think through everything Doctor Bonson said to this atheist about reason being natural, about it being a re- the the result of what happens in our brain. And I want you to think through that. I mean, if you if you haven't caught it yet, listen to it again and then. Again. Again and then again, so you can finally see, wow, God is glorious. And apart from the triune God of Scripture, apart from Him, all human experience is unintelligible, totally, completely futile. And I think it does display the goodness of Jesus Christ. When you stand on Christ, His Word, you're standing on the rock. For real. Like for real. Totes my goats. You're standing totes my goats. You're standing on the rock. And when the issues of life come, you make it through that storm. Um, the atheist is very much like the fool. Not in a name calling sense. That's a moral indictment. And he's very much like the fool who builds his house on the sand. When the issues of life come, they blow over that house. It's a house of cards, anyways. And so Blessed by the ministry of Dr. Bonson. We're going to come right back. We're going to listen to a little bit of the cross-examination from the recent debate at the Bonson Conference um, with some atheists. I'll be right back. Hi, I'm Les. And I'm Tanner. And we're the hosts of the Reformed Pubcast. A weekly podcast where two friends get together and talk about the things that they love. It's like all those times you talked about theology over a pint of beer with your friends, but we're just dumb enough to record it. It's the theology of Calvin and the thirst of Luther. Join in on the conversation by subscribing on iTunes or your favorite podcast catcher. It's the Reformed Pubcast. is where you get us. Hey guys, have you done this yet? Have you gone, if you're a new listener or an older listener, have you gone back uh, through our episodes in the archive and checked out what's there? I mean, there are, there are tons and tons and tons of episodes on a whole wide spectrum of, of subjects and uh, some great, um, some really, really amazing guests on and so you go to ApologiaRadio.com, you go to the podcast, and you guys can look through the archive, and you can see just tons of stuff they've done there. If you haven't gone through it, uh, do it. And also, if you haven't subscribed to us yet on, yet on iTunes, go ahead and subscribe to us. We'd love to um, uh, read your comments. Maybe we'll read some of those on the air today. Pastor Luke, have we, even, we haven't read those in a while. Not in quite some time. Let's I maybe, can pull some up. Let's pull some up. We'll read some of the comments on air from you guys, and uh, go there, subscribe to us, and leave a comment and a rating, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to read it. So Luke will work on that. Uh, this episode, which we'll try to read some of those. Marcus, you just made it easier to find the archi- archive, correct? Yes. Thank you. 
<laughs> yes, sir. No, you are correct. If you go to the page on the right sidebar, you have the archive, and you can pull down, and uh, it shows you all the months and years. Oh, and like nice. That, so. Very nice. And hey. then I also went and added in the each TV section, like the TV section, the Apologia after show section, the Academy section. There's a link now you can click, and you can view all of the available content Very from nice. the TV show. In a Man, blog format. Yeah. So trying to make it a little bit easier to navigate. Some people were saying it was hard to watch older shows because you couldn't really find them. So trying to work that out. Speaking of building your house upon the sand, uh, Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders, Mr. Social. I like socialism. Socialism is good. I think we should tack with the government cheese. And we should have one can of government gefilte fish for every American family. And some matzo balls. And some matzo balls. <laughs> yes. Good things. Good things. Mazel tov. Why okay. do people like you? Uh, well, the thing is, is people love to steal, Marcus. Everyone has larceny in their heart, and they like yeah. to take what doesn't belong, and so they take other stuff. And so I'm a very popular candidate. Thank you. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I was on Saturday Night Live. I want you to hear it. This is a Saturday Night Live forum cold open. Sanders, go filter. Now, Senator, let's get to our first question. You've said many times that you want to raise taxes for large corporations. What exactly would you invest that money in? We need to rebuild our nation's infrastructure. It's crumbling. That's why I no longer drive on bridges or through tunnels. I won't do it, Rachel. It's too risky. Instead, I keep a kayak strapped to the top of my car. Whenever I get to a bridge, I park, abandon my car, and paddle to the other side. So if you ever see a soaking wet man pulling a kayak out of a river and screaming about bridges, Give him a hand, because he's your next president. Man, Larry David is saving SNL right now. Yeah, he is. He really is. I think he's showing just how inferior the rest of the cast is What's at the moment. What's with the cast, man? Every, you know, every time you got to build that cast, it takes about five years to get the good cast again. And yeah. then... And then, and then everybody will be like, this is the best cast ever. And then, like, they'll go do movies, and everybody will be like, this is the worst cast ever. Yeah. It That's does go on cycles like, like that. It yeah. does have cycles, yeah. All right, so in the uh, debate over God's existence and attributes, uh, which is available at Apologia Studios on YouTube, Apologia Studios on YouTube, it's one of the last videos we uploaded. It's uh, called Epic Debate Over God's Existence. It's about three hours long. How many views does that have now? Uh, 13,000 nice. views. And, uh, how, many, we had a, how many dislikes? We had a ton. Uh, 28, <laughs> 28 atheists didn't like it. Uh. <laughs> Just kidding. We're, we're creeping uh, up on the on make the third worst most yeah. hated video. Yeah. So uh, it's at Apologia Studios. Uh, we had a ton of uh, downloads on the website itself with just the audio. Uh, really, a lot of downloads from yeah. that. And um, and so uh, so yeah. Okay. So this is the cross examination section. It's actually near the end of the debate, somewhere around uh, hour one, uh, forty minute mark. Um, cross X. Here we go. This is me talking to one of the atheists. Uh, this was, I think, Andrew Breeding. Yes, Andrew Breeding had said in his opening statement or in his rebuttal statement, he had said the laws of logic just exist. And uh, that, was, that was his attempt to provide the preconditions necessary for logic. He said maybe they just exist. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. 
<laughs> so here we go. Uh, this is the cross X. No. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, quick question. Just, just to kind of work through these, I'll do my best to go quickly and just answer quickly if I could. You said that we use Pascal's wager. When? When did I say it, or when did you? No. Use when it? did I? When did we use that argument? We we actually hate that argument. I yeah. think it's terrible. Oh, okay, so, good. Uh, I, it was my impression that you used it when appealing to. Okay, so we didn't, in fact, save, make that saving point. other people from hell, okay, and that is an encourage that is an encouraging way to influence. People yeah, but that's not Pascal's wager, though. That's not, in fact, not Pascal's wager. Okay. You so he had said in his uh, his rebuttal that we had to use essentially Pascal's wager. And when we, we heard that, we're like, wait, what? We hate Pascal's we, wager. We don't even like that. So when do we use that? Uh, I can't stand Pascal. We, we didn't even suggest it. So that's why I brought it up. You know, in rebuttal, you're supposed to deal with what your opponent says. And so I had four pages of notes. I was trying to work through each thing I could. Uh, one of the things that was frustrating for me during the debate, um, which did cause me to try to get them back on track, and that's the one thing that was frustrating, again, is there was really no protocol to the debate, no debate rules, and so I would I would have sort of hoped that the moderator would have stepped in at some point. Like when, a UFC fight, man. Yeah, <laughs> when when they were supposed to be asking questions, there were times I think where Sean he just kind of went on for like a minute, making statements, kind of preaching. And I was trying to get him back on track. Like you're supposed to be asking questions right now, so that was frustrating. But in our cross X, I did my best to try to stick to you know try to quick punchy. Let's deal with their content. So that's why I brought up the Pascal's wager because he said that we use that argument and we didn't. So here we go. Next. You made the claim it may just be logic just exists. Correct? Oh, yes. So if we were to say from the Christian perspective, God just exists, would you accept that as an atheist? I wouldn't accept it, no. Yes. All right. So um, I, I <laughs> hope that that... Oh boy. It's something that we take <laughs> Game over. that we take in because as Christians we are often uh, chastised by unbelievers for taking blind leaps of faith. Um, and you know you guys are just blind faith religionists, you know we're scientific and we're rational. Well when this man is challenged to provide a meaningful warrant or justification for the laws of logic. In other words, that they are universal, that they are um, necessary, um, that these are absolute standards of logic, um, that they're unchanging. When he's asked from an atheistic perspective to provide a justification for the laws of logic, he actually said in his rebuttal that maybe they just exist. So in other words, look guys, can you, ad- can you at least give me the laws of logic so I can have... A- life and a meaningful experience so that I can work rationally through things. Can I at least, can you just grant me this one gimme? The atheist wants a gimme. Just gimme science. Don't, I don't want to have to justify it. I don't want to have to provide any meaningful preconditions necessary for science to be meaningful. I, I can you just give me science. Give me an intelligible universe. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me science. Give me uniformity <laughs> in nature, the principle of induction. Give me the laws of logic. Give me human value and dignity, so that I can I can then proceed to create an argument against God or actually live in a meaningful way in God's world. The atheist wants a gimme, so he actually said, "Maybe the laws of logic just exists, just exist." Now he said yes. And so what I said to him, if I used your standard of rationality there, if I said, well, God just exists, no argument necessary, 
He just exists. I said, would you accept that as an atheist? If I did what you're doing, if I just asked for a gimme, if I said, gimme God, just gimme God, would you accept that? <laughs> and he says, no, I wouldn't accept that. That's why I said, yes. So here we go. But uh, to say okay, that... Okay, you, you asked that, uh, the next question. We got to go fast here, my friend. Uh, you said logic may not be absolute. Is it true? It, it's possible, yes. So it's not possible. No, it's possible. So it is not possible. Possibility is not rendered by absolutism. So possibility is rendered by absolutism. Possibility is not rendered by absolutism. It is. No, it, because, just because you have contradictions uh, does, does not mean that you have to abide so by So you don't actually believe your claim. So <laughs> that was great. great. Oh, man. So here's what's important. Do they realize, they must realize how bad they did because they haven't said nothing about the debate. There's well, no and, and, talk about it. Right. And here's the thing. It's not about dis- simply destroying their arguments, although it is important that we cast down every argument that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. That is our job as Christians. Our duty before God is to cast down these arguments so it's not just something about winning an argument, but you gotta, you got to pay attention to what's happening here. Think about that for a second. This guy is a studied, intelligent atheist. This is his thing. And when he's asked to provide a meaningful foundation for laws of logic, he can't do it. And he actually goes so far as to say that laws of logic are not absolute. And so watch this. He says, laws of logic are not absolute. Mm. It's not necessary to see them as absolute. So then I'll go along with that. Let me take your standard now. Let me answer the fool according to his folly. Proverbs 26, 4 through 5. I'll step into his position, do an internal critique. Ready? Here's the atheist. Laws of logic are not absolute. All right, let's test that claim. I'll step into his position. And what did I say to him? I said, so they are absolute. I contradicted him. Right? Now, if he believed what he actually said, that laws of logic are not absolute, then he shouldn't have said anything back. He should be perfectly fine with me contradicting him, right? Because that's what I was doing. But what did he do? He continued to argue with me to state his position because what? Because I was contradicting what he said. I was engaging in a contradiction. And he wasn't settled with that. He wasn't okay with it. So as I proceeded to contradict everything he said, he wasn't settled by it, therefore demonstrating that he does not actually believe his claim that laws of logic are not absolute. Now, you might be asking the question, why in the world would an atheist ever suggest that laws of logic are not absolute? Here's why. Because he's trying very hard to be consistent Mm -hmm. with his own position. You cannot have absolute laws of any sort in an atheistic universe. And so here's a man trying to be consistent with an atheistic perspective, and yet as he lives in God's world, he lives, moves, and breathes in God's world, he cannot be consistent with that standard. Brothers and sisters, in order for the atheists to live in God's world, they have to live depending upon God every moment to do it. Mm -hmm. And whenever they try... And whenever they try to be consistent with their stage that they're standing on, they cannot do it. Atheism is a full-on display in high definition of the person in Jesus' story. The foolish one who builds his life upon the sand. When the issues of life come, the house cannot stand. And Jesus says the wise one is the one who builds their life upon the rock. That rock... Is ultimately Christ, his word, 
And here's more. Um, no, I do believe my claim. I've, I actually, and I gave, I gave you, you, uh, you mentioned. I gave you plenty of evidence why that claim is you, perfectly You mentioned um, quickly that laws of logic may are just conventional. Hey, what is conventional? Um, think of a convention. Think of a lot of people gathering together, right? So if laws of logic are conventional, which is what his suggestion was, first, um, they might just exist. Two, they're not absolute. Three, they're conventional. In other words, human beings come together and by convention determine what the laws of logic are. In other words, they just decide what, what those laws of logic are. And people are to hold to this set of laws of logic. So he said... He actually said the laws of logic are conventional. All right, and here we go. Yes. Okay, so if society determines different laws of logic where you can contradict yourself, that would be appropriate for you? I'm sorry, say again? If a, a society determines by convention that you, it's perfectly okay and acceptable to contradict yourself, would you accept that? Uh, if logic is a convention, that's entirely possible, yes. So it's possible for society to say... Uh, illogical things and contradictions and that's acceptable by convention it's it would be relative to the community defining what the logical convention is so logic can change over time logic can change yes over time and thank you so so (laughs) oh boy brothers and sisters there you go i hope that encourages you with all my heart as a christian i hope it encourages you to see that atheism has nothing to stand on with all of its proud boast of scholarship of scholarly adequacy. Bonson said, it is really closer to superstition. Mm. Undisciplined reflection. They just want a gimme. Here the man, as an atheist, tries to provide some sort of meaningful content to his position. And he says, well, laws of logic are conventional. In other words, people can just make them up. They can change over time. Now watch this, watch this. You want proof that they don't really believe it? You want proof that they don't really believe what they say? Here's the proof. They showed up to a debate to talk about how illogical and contradictory the biblical worldview was. Mm. Now, if logic can change over time, if it's merely a convention, then you don't show up to debates telling people that they are illogical and contradictory. You see? These men were living, breathing contradictions on that stage and I hope that blesses you because that's important stuff guys you mentioned that these couple guys came along recently and came up with the uh, transcendental or presuppositional school of thought can I ask you if you know when the book of Proverbs was written Uh, 2000 years ago so uh, why did I bring that up Um, trying to work through his claims during his rebuttal um, he had said that the transcendental method or presuppositional school of thought or covenantal apologetics is some sort of um, theological novelty. It's, it's a new thing. Mm-hmm. And that is simply untrue. Yes, Van Til, Greg Bonson, Scott Oliphant, great men of God like that, um, crystallized the thought help to formulate these things in the context of philosophy, epistemology, and everything else. Okay, that's good, right? And yes, those great men are great men of God who did those things, but the thought itself is as old as the world. And the book of Proverbs says in Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. 
And so when he said, this is some new thought these guys just recently came up with, I said, well, do you know when the book of Proverbs was written? And he grants that it was written, he says, 2,000 years ago. It was more than that, by the way. But 2,000 years ago, he's granting that the school of thought itself is not a theological novelty. Do you see? How about Romans chapter 1? When was that written? First century? Romans chapter 1. They suppress the truth of God and unrighteousness. They know God. They switch God for idols. They profess to be wise. They become fools. Their thoughts are futile. When was that written? When was that written? How about Colossians chapter 2? In Christ are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. When was that written? First century. And so the thought itself can be found as early back in the days of Augustine. The church father. So this is not a new way of thinking. Let me just put it this way. This is a Christian way of thinking. Mm. It's not about a new theological novelty or philosophical novelty and how to handle things. And It's just Christianity come to its own. It's Christianity with legs on it in the area of philosophy. What these men did is they walked into a debate with people who were committed, as fallible as we are, as much as we fall short, they walked into a debate with people who were committed to Christ and were unwilling to move away from that commitment. That's what they faced in that debate. And that, that is why they, I believe, struggled so much. Because often in Christian atheist debate, Christians are willing to give up their commitments to Christ and the biblical worldview in order to argue for the biblical worldview. Mm. And that's why atheists love it. They absolutely love it when Christians do that because they're able to speak in a way that looks like neutrality. But the thing is, is they're not being neutral. But the Christian is forced to pretend neutrality. And brothers and sisters, when you stand on the rock, you are standing on the rock that makes it through the storm. The fool doesn't make it through the storm. The fool has a house that collapses. The fool ends up in total desolation. I wrote something the other day on my Facebook. I'd love for you to hear and we'll go to break here. Atheists despise covenantal apologetics because it forces them to remember the context of the world they are living in. They often practically beg the Christian to release their grip on the Lord of glory and assume neutrality. They just want to be given all the tools that only work within the Christian worldview, science, logic, and ethical absolutes for long enough to argue against God. Letting them have those tools and abandoning commitment to Christ fails in keeping the gospel central. It's also a type of aiding and abetting in that it is direct assault on all of our most basic commitments in the discussion, and we're fully aware of it. We know that one, God is. Two, the atheist is a fool for denying it. Three, his thoughts are futile. Four, he's at war with his creator. Five, God commands him to repent and believe. How we engage the unbeliever matters. It matters as to whether we're being biblically faithful and philosophically consistent. It also fundamentally determines whether or not we're going to have a conversation about repentance. And brothers and sisters, that definitely matters. King Ginger? Yep, it matters. It matters. The bear? I was just going to mention that all those passages we mentioned that were written about 2,000 years ago plus, you can find those on the Olive Tree Bible app. Well, the Olive Tree Bible app. Which you can get at olivetree.com or on your Android or iPhone. Yes. Olive Tree is an excellent Bible software. I encourage you guys to get it. They support Apology at Church. We'd love for you guys to go check out their stuff and support them. Olive Tree is awesome. Olivetree.com slash Apologia. Enter the code Apologia20 and you get 20% discount off of commentaries and resources for your app. Yeah. Hey, 
I wonder if they have Herman Bavink on that app. Speaking of him, we need to look that up. Can I give an update to the mission aware? Yes, sir. We talked about. Yes, sir. Look, they actually have a whole section of shirts now called the Hall of Theologians. Oh, really? So they have Spurgeon, Luther, Calvin, John Owen, St. Augustine, B.B. Warfield, which I want, Jeff, if you're listening, Jonathan (laughs) Edwards, John Bunyan, uh, Martin Lloyd-Jones, John Knox, John Wycliffe. Do they have Bonson? Just jump to the case, man. Do they have Bonson? Ritter boss. Herman Bavink. Herman Herman Bavink. Herman Bavink. Charles Hodge. George Whitfield. Richard Baxter. Cornelius Van Til. J.C. Ryle, which I also want, Jeff, if you're listening. Oh, Ryle, baby. Bonhoeffer. Francis Schaefer. Greg Bonson. Greg Bonsonville. Jim Elliott. A-Dub Pink. John Flavel. D.S. Lewis. Wow. Get a shirt, y'all. All right. Around. Get a shirt, y'all. Missionware.com. All right, guys. We are back, guys. We have more on atheism in just a moment. We'll bring you guys back into a larger discussion. I may even play for you guys a witnessing encounter I have with an atheist after the debate in a bar. It was a hotel lobby bar, restaurant. <laughs> it was the W three. He walked up to me, started talking to me, and he was getting aggressive. So I started, I started recording it. They said, I love you. I love you, man. I love you. I love you. Don't you love me? <laughs> All right, guys. Be right back. ApologiaRadio.com. What's up, y'all? This is Jeff Durbin with Apologia Radio at ApologiaRadio.com. Want to talk to you guys about an amazing connection that we have right now with Whitfield Theological Seminary. I want you to run over to Whitfield.edu, Whitfield.edu, W-H-I-T-E-F-I-E-L-D.edu. I want you to check out the programs they have. They have undergraduate programs at Whitfield College, and they also have Whitfield Theological Seminary for the graduate degree and above and beyond. I, I think you'll really be impressed with the rigorous nature of the classes the consistent biblical worldview taught and adhered to. I want you to contact Whitfield Theological Seminary at whitfield.edu. Get a hold of our friend, Dr. Kenneth Talbot, and start your classes today. ApologiaRadio.com. God, you're making me better. You're making me better. And you choose to do it however, whenever, wherever. God, you're making me better. You're making me better. So that is Jackie Hill Perry. We just had her on Apologia TV. This is what's so great about having our own studio is that from your perspective, we're just running through. From our perspective, we just had an entire TV show. Three hours behind us and a TV show and an after show with Jackie Hill Perry. Um, Gender confused at a very young age, six years old, into pornography and a lot of things. Um, and her testimony is incredible. She became a lesbian, was involved in an intimate relationship, long-term relationship with another woman, and Jesus saved her and changed her whole life. And it is an amazing story. You have absolutely got to see it. Um, on All Access, though. On All Access. It's going to be on there. It's going to be on NRB Network eventually. Not the after show, though. No, the, okay. uh, the, the, the after the show is show. awesome. The after, after show is incredible, yeah. yeah. So you guys, All Access, you're going to get to see that. Um, the after show. It was, For a dollar. Uh, yeah. For one dollar. That's right. So end of the year, 
One dollar to start, guys, and everybody else. Don't That's forget. like a Snickers bar. <laughs> so you're going to give a Snickers bar to Apology of Church. And then uh, now you're going to participate with us. And when you do that, guys, don't forget, you get all that content. You help us to actually produce all this content to get the gospel into the culture. It's going to be on the NRB Network. People are going to see this all over the, all over the world. And, um, and you're also, don't forget, going to be put into something where we're actually going to fly out one person, uh, a winner, that's going to uh, get a gift from us. We're going to fly you out. We're going to take you out to dinner, Meat Fest 2016. That's the gospel train, isn't it? It is. Y'all and it's that? super loud right now. What, what is, is it? Wow. Is it crashing or something? Like, what's going on there? I don't even that? understand. I feel like uh, it's coming through the walls. So, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, we're going to take you to uh, Meat Fest 2016. <laughs> 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 Yeah, gospel train. <laughs> hey, we gotta, we gotta, uh, know, we, gotta introduce, we gotta introduce Steady. Hey, you know, the gospel train is coming. <laughs> All right, so yeah, let me say, okay, real fast. So, Meat Fest 2016, we're gonna fly you out, put you up in a hotel, you'll be in the studio with us. That's it. Uh, partner with us in this ministry, guys. And we have for the first time ever on Apologia Radio, Steady Randy. Hey, it's great to be here. Yeah. He, great that, radio voice. He's got that smooth that voice. He's got that. <laughs> it's night, a smooth jazz voice. He's got voice. night sounds hey, with can Steady you, Randy. Can you say, can you say uh, <laughs> you're listening to NPR? NPR? <laughs> yeah. Is that what you said <laughs> just now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say, say you're oh, listening to NPR. You're listening to NPR. <laughs> Classic. That's, That's perfect. perfect. Yeah. We need him to do some commercial content. Yeah, seriously. Like, like, a, like, a, like a spoof of like a cheesy radio <laughs> Absolutely. commercial. And have him it's totally. happening. It's yeah, happen. that'll happen. Um, <laughs> wow. Okay. So Steady, he operates a jib for us during the TV show. Very jib. Uh, and it's incredibly impossible to do. And I don't know how he does it. And that train is still it's going. Still going. <laughs> it's a long train. Wow. That is... Uh, yeah. Elaborate gospel being <laughs> preached out there. Um, <laughs> a lot of people getting on board yeah, with this. It's taking a while. Yeah. So, so he does a miracle every week. He makes he made the jib actually. Yeah, he, actually he constructed the the legs because we had it on a cheap tripod and it was kind of leaning all the time. If you watched the first few episodes, but now it's straight. And it's smooth and it's steady. Nice. Steady, yes. Steady <laughs> Randy. There you go. And uh, Randy's a member of Apologia Church and he's a blessing and uh, he's going to join us for this last segment. Um, I have a surprise for you guys. It just came across my feed and I've got to let you hear this. Okay. This is going to... It's awesome. Okay. Okay, here we go. Ready? This just came out of my feed. It's a college student that wants free college but has no idea how to pay for it. Okay. Encourage government to get bigger, that's one way to do it. Make college really expensive and then forgive the debt if you work for Uncle Sam. All right, let's get to the details of what really they're asking for here. Uh, Kelly Mullen, a million uh, student march national event organizer. Kelly, good to have you. Keely, I'm sorry. Is it Keely or Kelly? That's okay. Right. It's Keely. I apologize. Uh, so what do you totally want fine. here? What do you want? Um, well, so the movement, the Million Student March, um, is a movement for a more um, equitable and fair system of education, as opposed to um, the really corporate model that we have right now. Uh, so the three core demands of the National Day of Action are free public college, a cancellation of student debt, and a $15 an hour minimum wage um, for people who work on the campus. Wow. And how's that going to be paid? Um, great question. Uh, I mean, you know, so... Oh, boy. Good. 
I'm not sure if you're talking on like a national level or at particular schools. I can sort of touch on both. Um, at well, my if you university, wanted all that university, stuff, someone asked to pick up the tab. Who would that be? Um, the 1% of people in society that are hoarding um, the wealth and really sort of causing um, a catastrophe it. that students are facing. I mean, like, steal from the rich! It's like Scrooge McDuck. Like, they've got just like this tank of like gold coins they're swimming in, yeah. and they're just keeping it from people. Oh, who's going to pay for this? Well, we're going well, to steal it. We're going to steal it. We're going to rob people who have a lot of money. And we're going to steal it from them. She's been listening to too much Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders. <laughs> he wants free to Okay, so how do you pay for it? You yeah. take it from the people who have it. Isn't this obvious? You want a television, you go to the guy that has the TV, and you say, hello, thank you, you know, I want this in how my much, house. How much do you pay your interns, Bernie? This is none of your business. <laughs> it's none of you, feel the burn. It's none of your business. Shut your mouth, you ginger. Okay. Listen, look here. If you look here, kids, if you want something, you take it from the person who has it. Look here. That's it. it. Look, that's all there is to it. You see something, you go, I want this. Thank you. And you take it and you give it to yourself. Thank you. This should happen on a large scale. Yeah. Everyone should do this. I'm not sure why no one thought about it before. I'm not I must be the first. I mean, if people have something you like, you take it, and this is what you do. It's called socialism. God bless it. <laughs> okay. That's my favorite. That's incredible. Was that a Cavuto? That's Cavuto, yeah. yes. Here we go. Right. A relationship right now where 1% of the population owns more wealth than the 99% combined. All right, so um, if, the 1%, Kelly, if the 1%... Mm -hmm. just had their taxes raised a few years ago back to almost 40 percent then to pay for the health care yeah. law they had them raised another few percentage points then they had their deductions right. limited to raise another couple points where depending on the state or locality they're they're, they're pushing over about 50 percent in taxes how much higher do you think how mm -hmm. much more do you think they should pay um, I think enough until we have a system where not one in two American families are uh, threatened with poverty all it takes. This is the answer. Look, you take as much as it'll take until you get all that it takes. <laughs> all it, that's all I'm saying. This is very simple math, actually. Arithmetic. Maybe you learned this. You, <laughs> you have a number, and you take all that you need to get to that number. That's all. It's really simple. <laughs> God, God bless it. <laughs> oh, man. I don't oh. like you. <laughs> I don't like you. Oh, can we listen to more? One more. Yes. Okay, uh, take another this is moment. a gift. <laughs> this is a really gift. So where I do they that, go? Um, Let's say if you tax them, they're smart folks, these people, this, this, these 1% hoarders, right? So if they leave you, <laughs> then who's going to pay for all this stuff that you want? If they leave? The country. Oh, um, I mean, there's always going to be a 1% in the U.S. Uh, the U.S. is like the bastion of, um, of capitalism and its success. And I think that... Do you that, think the 1% um, can pay for all of this? Absolutely. Uh, 85 people in the world hold more wealth than half of the global population. No, wait a minute. I mean, no, wait, wait, wait. Are, we so, are we talking about 85 billionaires or are you extending this to the 1% or whomever who earn a little bit north of $250,000? At what level, Keely, do you start saying you got to pay a hell of a lot more than you're paying now in taxes? I mean, I think people earning, um, certainly people earning over a million dollars a year uh, should be contributing to How the much? wellness of society. If it's 50% now, let's say it's around 50% with taxes, 
We used to have a top rate of 90%. You think we should get back to that? Um, I mean, I think that eventually we will get back to that. I well, think that's that's right. Right. Oh, um, are some of your friends okay with that? Do some of them want to be successful themselves and they'd be happy when they get to a level, maybe over 200,000, 250,000, they start paying 90% of taxes on that? They'll be happy with that? Abs absolutely. I mean, oh. I think that Keely, people... come on. You're um, talking to me here. Your friends are going to be happy getting to a point in their career when they can look outside and say, finally, I'm able to pay 90% in taxes. Obviously, um, you know, people in, in your position, you know, don't want to pay 90 percent um, in I taxes. I dare say, unless you're high as a kite, you wouldn't <laughs> volunteer to pay 90 percent. Right? I mean, unless you really did see a considerable bang yeah. for the buck and it was worth it, right? But a lot of the times that you realize it's not worth it, and given some of the track records we've seen with government, mm -hmm. it doesn't always work, right? Look, here's the thing. You owe me. That's what it is. You owe me. <laughs> Fundamentally, this is the way things are in the world. Uh, you have what I like. You owe me. <laughs> if you make over a million, I want it all. So, so I, I heard a great question that somebody proposed, like one of, uh, I guess it was like a libertarian guy that nobody could answer. And it is, in the context of the entire world, the poorest people in the United States are in the 1%, top 1%. Mm. So, is it okay for the people in Africa or the poor countries in China to steal from the poorest of the poor who are making minimum wage here? Is that okay mm. to justify their their premise? Like, would they be okay with with the lower ninety percent in the world to take the top one percent, which would be the McDonald's employees? My answer is yes. <laughs> Ultimately, <laughs> ultimately, I would agree with this, Marcus. Thank you. So is she is she promoting an anti tithe <laughs> instead of giving ten percent to God? You only get to keep ten percent, and the rest. Are <laughs> oh man! Like and, yeah, and, how, I mean, well, so if you if you have to give ninety percent to the government and then ten percent to God, you've got nothing left. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> you've got basically a cup of water in a box, <laughs> <laughs> which is fine. <laughs> Nobody's complaining. <laughs> But then you're going to have to start giving away a tenth of your box. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. 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 Well, this, this is the madness of the unbelieving worldview. And uh, if Christians don't start standing up and uh, speaking out against socialism and these kind of um, experiments as sin, uh, then we're in for it. Man, we are absolutely in for it. So why would any of this be appealing uh, to... Um, Oh, wow. I'm Apparently kind if you're here. as high as a kite. <laughs> These people. Because larceny exists in the heart, yes. And uh, possibly a little marijuana is involved. <laughs> <laughs> might be a little marijuana. Uh, wow. She might be popping mollies and she's just chilling. And <laughs> she's like, hey, just spread the wealth, y'all. Wow. Talk it, about entitlement. Yes. Uh, okay. All right. So, Randy, you want to speak to that for a moment? Do you have anything you want to well, say? Sure. I thought the interesting thing was there, uh, when, when the question was asked, what happens when the 1% leave? I thought I heard her say, well, we'll just go for the next 1%. Yeah. <laughs> There'll always be another. <laughs> Someone will always be the 1%. Well, that's it's, right. It li Randy, I like the way you're thinking. Uh, essentially, if you tap out one neighborhood, a cul-de-sac, you can always have another cul-de-sac. <laughs> you get all the televisions from one street, there's another street somewhere else. They got the TVs, the big 70-inchers, 4K. 
<laughs> wow. Right. So Jeff and Cy walked into a bar. Conversation with an atheist. Um, okay, so uh, the debate was over. Um, I was exhausted. It was super hot on that stage, man. Randy was, was there. It was uh, hot. It was hot. It, it was absolutely uh, hot. And, uh, and so I was, I was worn out. I was tired. But we were going back to the hotel. We are supposed to hang out with McDermott and Ivy and a bunch of guys just kind of hang out for the night. And uh, so I, uh, I sat down in the, the bar slash restaurant lobby thing in the hotel. I sat down and this guy just walks up to me. Stranger walks up to me. And out of nowhere, asked me what I do. And so I told him I'm a pastor and uh, I was here for a debate. And he goes, a debate? A debate about what? I said, a debate uh, with atheists. And he goes, I'm an atheist. I said, oh, okay. Was he intoxicated? Uh, No, he only had, I think he only had a beer before Uh uh, because he had kind of recently sat down. And uh, so he he sits down and says, oh, I'm an atheist, sits down. And so there's a 43-minute long conversation that I recorded uh, because he got really loud and aggressive, and so I sat it down in front of us, and I hit record in front of him because everybody was listening, and he was being really loud. And so I was supposed to be outside with Marcus and the guys, and you know they're all hanging out outside. No, we were we were having the same kind of gospel conversation. Yeah, you were just oh, yeah. a little bit more agitated and drunk. Yes, uh, <laughs> um, and uh, so I was inside. Were you there for that, Randy? Oh yes, yeah, you were, yeah, you were there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I told said, you you dodged a bullet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I was inside. They were outside doing this, but I was I was meaning to get with them, and it ended up being I was forty five minutes since with this guy so this is about 18 minutes into the conversation the conversation is up at Apologia Studios on YouTube and uh, I'll let you hear a portion of it I mean I, I don't know where you go with with, 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 with with preaching I don't know if it's just God and Jesus and everything else I don't know well when you when you my, when you my faith, a hypothetical my, my faith yeah. is not a hypothetical my faith I, I you said I, it was a hypothetical I work with cancer patients and I work with equestrians okay. I work with horses yes and I work with programs that bring light, I reduce stress, I uh, prolong life, and I help them realize you can take control of a life that's uncontrolled through an animal and do something with it. It's something totally different. I don't bring God into it. It is a... Uh, yeah, yeah. It is a. Uh, it is a. It is it is my own work that I do for the community. No, I hear you. And, and so I, I know you do work for the community. But here, well, here's here's. But the, at the same time, here's, you, you why talk. can't why can't my funneling why can't my funneling of the goodness that I do? There's no goodness. There's no goodness. There's no goodness. In no, it. If, there's, I, if, you, if, I, if I don't believe in you, Jesus. have no standard of goodness. No, outside of yourself. Okay. You have no standard of goodness outside of yourself. All you have is a preference. And you're not in charge of the thief, the liar, the rapist, the adulterer. You're not in charge of them. Either so, you. No, well, well, God is. And I'm not God, speaking, I'm not speaking yeah. from my own authority. I'm speaking from the authority. He is the ultimate authority. Okay. And or it could be action reaction. And you're prepped. There is no action reaction. You because gave it you up already. Because you know what? The, th- the thief, well, the thief me, that goes let and let up, up. Let me answer. Right. There's no up in your worldview. There's just what happens. So what? No, there is a standard. No, there's no such thing. There there's is. no standards. There's there no, standards. There's, there's, there's no If you go and betray me, then you, there's a standard. That's that you your own me. personal preference as a bag of biological stuff in okay. a purposeless universe. And, and that, doesn't, that doesn't control the thief, the liar, the adulterer, the murderer. Okay. All you have is you, one bag of biological stuff in a cosmically indifferent universe. 
and you have no standards of morality outside of yourself, you have preferences. But you're not in charge of the thief. Why do I have no standards? Why do I have no standards of morality? You have no objective standard outside of yourself. Why, All why, you have why, is preference. Why, why can't I look up to people and look up to mankind? Because because when you tell me, in a universe where you evolved from scum, that I feel like we should do this, that's not in charge of anybody. It's not a standard except your preference. And that's, that's not a standard, that's a subjective personal preference. That's not an objective standard of good at all. And so what I can say to you every time you speak, when you bring up these standards of goodness, I can say this to you, so what? And there's no answer from your worldview, and that, here's my argument. That's life rejecting God. That's what you're left with. And so the message that I have for you is the same message that I needed. It's that God became man in the person of Christ to, to redeem rebels like you and me, to forgive us because we deserve hell. We deserve, because we rebel against him. And he came and died a death that we deserve, lived righteously and rose yes. from the dead. So I that do if you, a lot so, of good, brother, and so you really, you, you you really turn, offend me, though. If you turn you from sin and I, trust that, in him, you'll you be really forgiven. You really offend me, though, that I... So that was interesting, and um, yeah, um, I hope it was helpful. And uh, we have a lot of conversations like that up on YouTube with Mormons, Jehovah's Witnesses, agnostics, atheists, actual conversations that we hope bless you and help you sort of uh, contextualize all the theological content that we're trying to talk about all the time. And this, is, this was an opportunity I think a really unique opportunity to communicate the gospel to a guy um, right after the debate. And uh, I was I was honored to be a part of it. So um, take a look at it. It's uh, Jeff and Cy walked into a bar conversation with an atheist. Uh, it does have explicit content. And people might be saying, uh, why in the world would you use that foul word? People would say under the video were like, I can't believe I heard Jeff cuss. Um, well, he, here's why. Answer the fool according to his folly. I stepped into his worldview. Try to use, gather his language, his process, his thoughts, and actually show that doesn't that doesn't actually happen in your worldview. Not if you hold to it. Keep pointing the atheist at their feet. That's the goal. Keep pointing the atheist at their feet as to what they're supposed to be standing on. Call them to repentance and faith. Give them the gospel. It is the gospel that is the power of God for salvation. That's what God uses to save people. And that's not your clever arguments. None of that. It's the gospel. So the point of every conversation is to bring the gospel. And hopefully in the debate between the atheists and um, or with us between the atheists, hopefully the gospel is communicated clearly and uh, the world gets to see that more and more. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> all right. Oh. All right. I, think, I think we're all, we admit, we're all a little tired. Um, I've, I'm, my brain is melted. It's been a long day. Yeah. And, uh, well, we're grateful for you guys listening to Apologia Radio. ApologiaRadio.com is where you get it. Uh, iTunes. Subscribe. We did say we were going to read some iTunes we did. stuff. Can we, we read fit. maybe one or two? Uh, let's, let me, let's, let me pull one up here. Yeah, pull, pull some up. We said we would do that. I want to make sure we do that on this episode. Uh, go to iTunes. Subscribe to us. Uh, rate us on iTunes. Leave a comment for us on iTunes. We'll try to read these more and more. We used to do it all the time, uh, but we'll try to do it more and more. Um, so leave that comment. And if you would, uh, share an episode from ApologiaRadio.com on your social media. We'd be grateful for that. Um, get the gospel out there. And make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Because we put stuff out on YouTube and people don't know it exists. Oh, this is big. This yeah, is yeah, big. This is yeah. important. So you put stuff out on YouTube and we share it on our Facebook page, which is 
essentially our main communication tool with our with the people that are interested in the show is the people who like our Facebook page. However, because Facebook is competing with YouTube now for video views, they're actually suppressing YouTube links. So if you share a YouTube video, it doesn't get promoted as quickly as, say, uh, a Facebook video. But the problem is, we don't get ad revenue on Facebook. Facebook gets all the ad revenue. So we really need people to subscribe on YouTube uh, at Apologia Studios. If you Google Apologia Studios or YouTube Apologia Studios, you'll see the subscription link. Subscribe there. Tell your friends to su- subscribe to us on YouTube. Share our videos straight from YouTube. And uh, if you see us post a YouTube link, it's really important that you actually hit share, hit like, and comment. Because when Facebook realizes that, okay... This is a popular YouTube post. I guess that we have to share it. I guess we gotta share it. I guess we gotta share it. It'll get pushed to everybody's feed the more popular it is. And it judges the popularity based on the amount of likes, the amount of shares, and the amount of comments on the video. So help us in that way in making an active social media profile page. And also on Facebook too, I think there's like an option on the top corner of our page where you can select to make sure you see every post no matter what. So that would be helpful too. And then that way, Facebook doesn't not show you something on our page. But keep up to date. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, uh, Pastor Luke, you so, got something for us? Yeah, so we actually have 166 new reviews. No, total. So we'll have to just kind of make our way back through some of these. Uh, but here's one from Missy23456. He says, Real World Topics with Gospel. This is an amazing take on real world topics and issues in today's society using God's word. Instead of skimming this, uh, skimming the surface, they go deep into theology and the Bible. They also have many guest speakers, atheists and Christians. Extremely helpful and insightful for anyone trying to live a godly life in this world. Very grounded in the gospel. Also, they do not argue or attack those who do not believe the same, but try to discuss with them the reasoning behind and the logic, logical nature of their beliefs. Sir Redbeard, five-star rating. Is that you, Marcus? Sir Redbeard? Okay. Mm, I don't know. Apologia Radio is very entertaining, and it has helped me articulate and defend what I believe. Keep up the great word. Uh, work, sorry. Keep up the great word, y'all. Um, Eric Cam Espino says, at five stars, I am so blessed by this podcast. I check it daily for updates. I feel I have learned so much from Apologia Radio about politics and how it's concerted and, and how it's concerted to the Bible. Apologetics, eschatology, so much more. Thank you guys for all you do. Thanks, dude. And uh, thank you, Eric, for yeah, all you do. That's yeah, right. Jarmison, five stars. Don't agree with every doctrine they do, but nothing that would separate us as Christians. Hilarious, engaging, intelligent, passionate, good stuff. Why does the red-haired guy try to talk like he's from the hood, though? They need to stop having him talk during the show. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. man. Oh, man. Wow. Uh, all for Christ Jesus. Five stars. This is the best entertainment-oriented theology ever. I appreciate the unique mix of humorous yet serious approach to the issues of our day. I may not agree with every point, but I enjoy being challenged and given different perspectives that are thoughtful and balanced with an aim to be faithful to the scriptures. Now, this is a five-star rating from California. It's this. Are you ready? Nice. That's it? Nice. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. Just for the record, I am from the hood. Yeah. So somebody, asked, somebody asked why that is. Well, I was brought up in a... I mean, my, the government school I went to was was in the middle of the projects. Yeah? 
Yeah. Right on. So, straight, you're straight ghetto. I'm straight ghetto. Five stars from Lewis <laughs> XB Sharp. Actually, there is no. It says that. How Other, many? Z- how many O's did no! you? Oh, this is by eight. Okay. okay. <laughs> Other podcast that comes even close to dealing with the topics of the day from a reform post mail perspective. Awesome job, guys. Please send me a shirt or something. LOL. Okay. Stop saying Sounds LOL. Sounds like Bernie Sanders. Make sure you say. <laughs> like your shirt. Send me a shirt or something. You're going to send me 90% of right. your shirts. Ready? <laughs> Ready? Here's Born Awesome 509. Luke the Bear. Ninja. What? Okay. Awesome show. You can tell they are having a good time. Second best podcast of all time. Learned about it from Dr. White. All right. Ready? You can't give yourself a nickname, Jeff. Amen. <laughs> um, Thank you. Culturally relevant. Five stars. These guys and gal introduced me to post-millennialism, which has literally changed my life. Apology Radio is a fantastic resource for Christians looking to gain wisdom and encouragement while living as a Christian in today's society. Such a blessing. Thank you for everything you do. Apologia. Okay. JJ Garwood, five stars, says we know, we know him. Bold. Thank you for being bold and not watering down the word. Bless you. Uh, delicious podcast, five stars from Jamakakavakakazakaz. This is a fantastic show full of sound theology, <laughs> apologetics, dubstep, and delicious beards, and lady spirit beards. Glory. Real, relevant, reform. Yep, five stars. Timothy Aldrin. The slogan says it all. The bear, ninja, king ginger, the girl, and lady attack the important issues of today from a biblical reform position. If you love theology, apologetics, and eschatology, then this is the podcast for you. The combination of humor and biblical teaching is great. It is informative, convicting, and teaches you to think like a Christian. Right on. Okay, ready? All right. And here's, uh, let's do Bernie Sanders reading this next one. Uh, this is KSU Wildcat Emaw. Amazing. This is what she says. Five stars. This radio show has helped change my outlook in the future of the world and what ultimate victory truly means. It challenges me to examine my convictions and their accordance with scripture. Even if you aren't a believer, it will challenge you in good ways as well. I can't say enough good things about Jeff and the gang. I'm so grateful God led me to their show. Glory. Thank you. You know. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Bernie. <laughs> Solid Reformata. Five stars. What a great podcast. These guys not only have theology, but more importantly, they have great beards. Five stars. It's true. Exactly what church should exemplify. How many, how many of these are there, Jeff? There, there are I probably, there are, are hundreds. You, are we going to read all 200 of them on the no, show? No, I just thought we, we do, people are like, uh, oh, they're going to read them now. I, I put one on forever ago. Okay. <laughs> are you on okay. iTunes or are you on something else? Uh, this is on the iTunes. Okay. Uh, okay, ready guys? My cup of tea, five stars, two more. Honestly, have to say that like true Christianity shows like these are very few. By the way, this is entirely in caps. Oh, so they're yelling. Ready? They're yelling. Honestly, I have to say <laughs> that like a true Christianity shows like oh. these are very few. And the hosts of the show do not shy away from even the most intimidating of issues. You will not regret taking the time to listen. <laughs> okay. Wow. That was C. Gonzo. Thank you, C. Gonzo. Learn how to use that caps lock. Ain't no sissifiedness here. I think we read this one a while ago. Really? Yeah, I remember reading this. Go uh, ahead. Okay, ready? It's been a while. This is from <laughs> Kappa Graced. You can kiss the safe Christian talk. This is air quotes right now. Radio nonsense goodbye, boys and girls. Joel Osteen wouldn't last five minutes while other Christians are out there trying to get along with everybody, trying not to offend, tiptoeing around squealing, don't hurt me, don't hurt me, to the unbeliever. Apologia Radio grabs the ammo 
laces up the bootstraps and returns fire. <laughs> Daring to aim at the very ground their unbelievers are standing on. Time and again, worldviews outside of Jesus are brought to absolute rubble, reduced to absurdity. Subcultural events are attacked full-on, exposing the weak foundations on which they rest. The gospel is presented over and over again. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so tired. How did this turn into that? Okay. Challenging even believers. Now i got to finish. <laughs> On their own presuppositions. <laughs> I didn't know it was so long. A wide and generous, generous <laughs> okay. variety of relevant topics to discuss. Side-splitting humor runs rampant. And wild and generous variety of perfectly timed music, mostly from Jeff and sound effects uh, engages the audience. We know you inserted that. <laughs> the perfect beard-to-girl ratio has been found without three hosts and Jesus magnified and glorified. This show has been a gift to me, truly. Somebody throw me a Bible. I'm going to war! <laughs> that was from Captain All Grace. Right. Five stars. All right, if you, if, you put a, if you put a review up, I'll read it, Maybe. And I may read it in, in a silly voice. It's possible. Now they're going to be writing reviews in the style of Mortimer and they Bernie will. Sanders. If you leave a silly review, we might just read it in a silly way. So we're <laughs> grateful. <laughs> iTunes, subscribe, leave a comment. Hey, maybe we'll give away like a crazy prize for like the most amazing review. review. Yeah. Okay. Sounds great. It's possible. Might happen. So that was Steady Randy. You've been listening to Apology or Radio. <laughs> <laughs> That's money. That's amazing. King Ginger. Hey. And uh, the bear. Peace out. All right. And uh, my name is a ninja because that's what people have called me. That's because it's your name yourself. <laughs> that's because what people have called me. And so I've, that's what I... I yes, thank you. Yes, and ninja also. <laughs> All right, guys. Apology or Radio. Thank you, guys. We love you. Thanks so much for partnering with us. Catch you next week. Hi, this is Jeff Durbin with Apologia Radio. You can get us at ApologiaRadio.com. I'm also the pastor at Apologia Church in Tempe. You can get us at ApologiaChurch.com. Want to invite you guys to join us for worship, the word, and fellowship on Sundays at 4 p.m. And that's Joy Tempe. Hey there, we are a family integrated church, so we invite you to bring your whole family to worship with us. This is Luke Pearson, the ministry bear, also discipleship pastor at Apologia Church. Like Jeff mentioned, we are now meeting at a new location and time, 4 p.m. on Sunday afternoons at Arizona Community Church. That's 9325 South Rural Road and Tempe. We're meeting in the community center, and that is between Warner and Ray off of Rural. Again, you can reach us on them internets at apologiachurch.com. Delicious beards are encouraged but not required. <laughs> Glory!